Welcome to The Kitchen Table, a show dedicated to helping you escape diet culture, gain trust with food, honor your body, and live a brighter life. Hello, happy Monday, and welcome back to The Kitchen Table. I am so glad you're here. I'm your host, Alicia Brown, an anti-diet registered dietitian nutritionist. And hey, how did we do this Thanksgiving holiday? I feel like the holiday goes by so fast, but I hope you enjoyed the day and the weekend that followed, you know, Thursday, Friday, and then into the weekend, Saturday, Sunday. Generally, I record podcasts a week in advance, but I wanted to wait until Sunday to record this one. So it's Sunday night right now. I just put Amelia to bed a little bit ago. Tyler was watching, Tyler, my husband, I should say, was watching um, the Packer game that was on, and I just kind of sat for a moment after I put Olivia to bed and Tyler was watching the game. I just thought about how my body felt and was thinking about how the Thanksgiving holiday went, anything notable that I wanted to share about it, and how we might be feeling right now as we move forward and kind of go further into the holiday season. One thing that I would always do, I would always do this after Thanksgiving, was I would chart a plan for how I was not going to gain any more weight throughout the holiday season. It was like, okay, we did Halloween, we did Thanksgiving, and now I'm getting serious. I am tightening everything up. I am tightening my grip on my control of food and I'm gonna exercise more and I would just like get really disciplined or in my mind, I would like make a contract to myself that I was gonna be very disciplined as to how I approached what I ate and how I moved. It was like, after Thanksgiving was like, okay, We made it through that and now we're getting serious about the diet. And then oftentimes, somewhere between Thanksgiving and Christmas, things would get a little amiss. We would, you know, maybe get off quote unquote track and then try to get on track. And then at some point, more commonly just say, okay, screw it. I'm just gonna wait till the new year. And then I'm gonna start off on a new leaf. And then I'm gonna make a new contract with myself at that point. And so what I want to talk to you today, and as I'm kind of like thinking into my body and kind of thinking about my past experience after Thanksgiving and how I'm approaching it now in kind of a different way, um, I want to talk about ending the endless contracts with ourselves and finally like letting our bodies lead instead, ditching the, ditching the post Thanksgiving plan, ditching the post Christmas plan, ditching the new year plan, ditching all of the plans and really just starting to listen to our body and build a relationship with our body a little bit more so that we do not need to constantly get more discipline, say that we're going to tighten everything's up, control, 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 and then let ourselves down because actually more than anything else, more than like the failure of the diet or the failure of our contract is that we are teaching ourselves every time we make a new contract or every time we fail at something that we promised ourselves we would do, it rehearses this new narrative that we're failures, you know, that we can't live up to our own expectations, that we aren't able to be in control of food or that we're not able to be healthy or to do what's best for our bodies. And so uh, maybe you've been in this boat too of like after a holiday or after, you know, one period of 
overeating or you know tailgating or fourth of july or whatever it is for you maybe you've made a contract with yourself or or maybe there was an event coming up where there was a wedding coming up or there was you know vacation something that said okay now is the time from now till the next 30 days i'm gonna be obsessive about losing weight or i'm gonna be obsessive about getting quote unquote toned or whatever it is. Maybe you've made these contracts with yourself. I know I have in the past. And when we fail them, we rehearse again like this narrative that we're failing at life, right? This gets mental. Of course it does. And of course we make these contracts because we're disciplined and ambitious people. We are. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a very ambitious, driven, overachiever, type person like myself. <laughs> Maybe you also have some like, I don't know, people pleasing tendencies. Maybe you also, you know, like are very steadfast and what you believe and bold and, you know, maybe you have strong opinions like I do. I don't know, but it takes like these people, right? Like people like you and I who are ambitious and dedicated and driven and energetic and want to get after things. Diets grab hold of people like us you know, and we say, okay, we're going to control our bodies. Now we're going to do the diet. We're going to do the exercise plan. And just because we're dedicated in everything else in life, we want to apply that same dedication to the diet. But when that fails, we tell ourselves, maybe we're not super dedicated. Maybe we are a failure. Maybe we're not healthy. These narratives, they're not true. The problem is that the contracts that we're making with ourselves are failing because we've actually unknowingly in the pursuit of wanting to be more healthy. We're setting ourselves up for failure in that because we're not actually intuitively listening to our bodies and letting them lead to meet our needs. We're looking exogenously. We're looking externally to get our body's needs met. And that same level of ambition and dedication that you use in your job or in other pursuits in life, it's not really meant. And, and this is what I believe. It's not really meant to be applied to food and how we feed ourselves. This is kind of like something that doesn't need a rule set and rather is something that you can learn by learning about yourself and your body and learning that enjoyment of food also can be a layered on experience and layered on that can be gentle nutrition practices and layered on that can be, you know, culinary initiatives and layered on that can be the ways that you treat your body with movement and how you even clothe it and beyond, right? So that is something that is not textbook. It's something that somebody else doesn't have the answers to. It's something that you can't get just from a dietitian or a nutritionist or an Instagram influencer. There's not like an answer here other than your ability to just reconnect with yourself. Those contracts that are failing, those plans that are failing that you're making for yourself, and maybe you've done it like I have in the past after Thanksgiving, if you've done that too, if you're realizing they've failed in the past, they're going to fail again. 99.9% .9 of diets fail. Or what is it? What is the statistic? Maybe it's not 99.9, .9, but there has been studies on this. And it's like, oh, it's 95. Sorry, 95% of diets fail. And this is actually per studies that have been done in the book Intuitive Eating by Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch. It's what I largely base my practice off of. Um, it's a brilliant, brilliant text. I can't recommend it more. And in that text, uh, the first portion of the book, 
in the first few chapters, they talk about why diets fail in the dieting cycle of fearing weight gain, hopping on a diet, feeling out of control, feeling like we've fallen off the bandwagon, and then we hop on another diet again once we feel fatness, once we feel weight gain and we're scared of that, prompts another diet. Uh, the book also talks about how that cycle actually is a constant predictor of weight gain. So if nothing else from this episode, know that diets don't work and also you usually gain more weight than you lose when you hop on another diet. So in consecutive years, we end up gaining weight. So that's counterproductive to the whole dieting desire, right? The dieting desire is to lose weight. But diets are a constant predictor of weight gain. So honestly, weight aside, diets aside, if we can listen to our bodies instead, if we can reject diets, if we can reject constantly trying to be obsessive about our weight and controlling about our bodies, if we can connect with ourselves and let our bodies lead, we will be happier, we will be healthier, we will understand ourselves more, we will understand diet culture and society a little bit more, we will understand the lies that we have been fed by the dieting industry, and we will be able to not only let our bodies lead with food, but also in life, right? Holy crap, now this relationship isn't for me anymore. I gotta get out of this, this is not feeling right anymore. Or this job, I gotta make a change. This isn't feeling right anymore. That party that I said I would go to, I might have to set a boundary and say, oh, you know, I'm not in for it today. I've gotta honor my energy, I've gotta honor my body and just say no, right? Understanding that, of course, there are obligations in life and we're gonna have to do things we sometimes don't wanna do, but how can we let our bodies leave even in those realms? I had a client recently that just said, gosh, I gotta look for another job. I gotta get out of this job. It's just not feeling right anymore and I'm just gonna explore different options. I wouldn't have done that before, Alicia, if you didn't tell me that I could trust myself, right? When we start trusting ourselves with food, we can start to feel more powered in trusting ourselves with bigger decisions in life. Anyway, circling back to what I was talking about before, about hopping on diets and meal plans. I just saw something on Instagram about like hopping on a cleanse or doing this 10 day workout diet or the magazine that says like lose 10 pounds in 10 days. I I guarantee you that none of those will lead to life-changing, lasting results. And I know that that's what you want, is you want to achieve health for life. You want to live a healthier life for the rest of your life, right? You're done with the gimmicks. You're done with the nonsense. You've been fed so much of that since the day you were born. And maybe since the day you've realized what diet culture was, maybe. Or maybe you're just being introduced to what diet culture is. It's all the messages that tell you that thinner is better and thinner is healthier. And these are lies that we've been fed rather than understanding the bodies that we live in and celebrating the diverse bodies on the planet. I recently heard them called meat suits and I thought that that was funny. This is just my meat suit. It reminds me of Lady Gaga. I saw her like at this gala one time. I don't even know what it was with the Grammys or the Emmys. I'm sure that you've seen that actual meat suit that she wore. Horrific. That is like a foodborne illness nightmare. I mean, how long was that event? Where did she sit? Everything is contaminated with salmonella. I mean, hi. I mean, who told her that? That was just atrocious, horrible idea. But of course, that's why Gaga did it because she just like defies all rules. And talking about defying the rules, we need to defy the dieting rules. We need to defy this concept that we need to make contracts with ourselves after holidays or after events and actually, do you know why we make contracts with ourselves after holidays and after events? 
It's because we're ashamed of our behavior and we want to start anew. We want a clean slate. And we can have a clean slate, but actually leverage that opportunity to want to do something new and want to do something different and go a different route. And I invite you to explore what this different route is for you. And maybe it's intuitive eating. Maybe it's instead of after this Thanksgiving, tightening up control over food or exercise, maybe it's starting this new way of eating and moving and living called intuitive eating. And this is what that looks like. That means not making a new dieting slash weight loss slash pseudo health plan for yourself in the middle of this holiday season. It doesn't mean that. What it means is actually understanding diet culture, listening to your body more, and starting to heal your relationship with food so that you can start to build trust with your body and knows it's going to be fed. It knows it's able to feel satisfied. You're able to feel free with food that will unlock the door to more happiness, trust with yourself and others. It will make you feel empowered and autonomous over your food decisions and how you feel about your body. And then all of a sudden, and this is from my own experience, this last Thanksgiving holiday, it's like that comes with so much more flippin' joy in life. You know, we can focus on other people. We can focus on perfecting the Thanksgiving turkey, which I did. I cooked my best turkey ever this Thanksgiving. Round of applause. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Crispy skin and everything. I got the timing just right. It was super moist. Hate that word, but it really was. It was not dry. It's fantastic. Gosh, there would be a time where I'd be so obsessed over that turkey, you know? <laughs> How much of it should I eat? How many calories is this? How much might I have to move to outwork this meal? No, 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 no. That's all coming from a fear-driven mindset. I understand the fear. I understand the fear of weight gain. I understand the fears that come with weight gain and how you feel like that is something that is just dragging down your life. But the reverse of all of that is the freedom that comes in understanding that food freedom can lead into other life freedom. And the freedom isn't by a binding contract. It's not by a dieting contract. It's not by this, this idea that you can be more free and more happy if you constantly worry about weight, especially over the holiday season. That idea is a lie. If we start to listen to our body a little bit more, if we reject diet culture, listen to our bodies more, honor them, build trust, it leads to a lot more happiness and a lot more exploration, a lot more innovation, a lot more connection in our life and our relationships while improving our health, while improving our work life and helping us live out the lives that we are meant to be living in the world. That's why we're here at the kitchen table. That's why we're doing what we're doing. And... Gosh, it's been just a real joy to unpack that with you here today. So take away from this episode, the main takeaway from this episode, if you're feeling tempted right now to explore hopping on a cleanse, trying a 10-day fix, make a contract with yourself saying you're going to do better, quote unquote, with, with your eating and exercise from now to the rest of the year, and you're trying to just make a pact with yourself uh, to get more strict about how you're eating, and how you're moving. If you're feeling any of those things right now, if you're feeling that urgency, if you're feeling that temptation after Thanksgiving, I invite you to take the thought 
of your desire to want to create a clean slate and try something new. And in that try something new, try asking your body what it needs right now. What if its needs aren't getting met? What I work with my clients on is how to assess what those needs are. I help them listen to their bodies more, help them reject diet culture more, and I help them create more positive experiences with, with food that build trust, not only with food and in life. So if you are needing help right now in that, I am taking on two to three more clients throughout the holiday season. And full disclosure, uh, I'm taking on these two to three clients um, because I know that right now is an excellent time to start really uncovering our relationships with food and body. It's been a really hard year. We've been through a lot this year with the coronavirus epidemic, pandemic, with the election, and with everything that's come up as a result of that. And a lot of what's come up for a lot of us is food and body stuff. And now we're faced with that food and body stuff, which is exacerbated by the holiday season because now we have all of these new foods that are around, all these new temptations, right? This even heightens our struggles. And in that, by surfacing our struggles, now is like the greatest opportunity for us to confront those struggles and for you to maybe feel supported in your effort. I can jump back into my into my past self when I had a very disordered and poor relationship with food, I know that struggle, the frustration that comes out of that, that feeling like you're just stuck in a corner and you're feeling like that maybe is like all your internalized experience, right? You're feeling like on the outside, you've got this facade that everything is under control, but on the inside, it's very chaotic. There's a lot of unrest, right? There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of tension. We think that that's only our internal experience, but what I'm realizing later as I talk to my family, when I look back and I have them look back on when I had a poor relationship with food, it was like they saw it, you know? They, they saw it. They knew that something was up. They knew I was acting weird. They didn't know what to do about it though. So maybe it could be supportive to work with somebody who do know, does know what to do about it that does know what the next step might be for you and to help you guide yourself to what that next step looks like for yourself. Because I'm not here to also tell you what to eat, tell you what to do, tell you exactly what the next step is to achieve success. I think that you already know what it is by reconnecting with your own intuitive eater. It just parallels my philosophy just so completely. Fully knowing and trusting that you already know how to feed yourself. That's part of the problem is so many people looking for the next dietitian, the next nutritionist, the next diet, the next influencer to tell them what to eat. And I'm like, no, I'm giving that up. This dietitian identity is not going to drive my approach into this yes or no black and white dichotomous thinking. I'm not going to give that to my clients. It's just not the way I've tried that before. And my clients weren't seeing the results that they needed for long term. They were being more disconnected from their bodies than connected. So I'm here to shine a light a few steps ahead of you so that you can see where you're going in this. So that you can feel supported, witnessed, validated in your own experience. To know you're not alone in your experience. And to feel like you can show up more fully and authentically as yourself. Because all of you is welcome here at the kitchen table, all of you is welcome. In my DMs, all of you is welcome. All of these struggles, all of the pains, 
All of the food and body stuff that's maybe come up this year that you're really struggling with. All of that is welcome. And I say that from a very sincere place in my heart. I do. I hope that you can receive that today. And so if this is landing with you right now and you're really struggling with your relationships with food and body, I invite you, I invite you to send me a DM on Instagram. You can find me at aliciabrown.rdn and we can, we can talk there. I'd love, I do free consults. I'll hop on the phone with you to 15 minutes to a half an hour um, and we can talk about it. No strings attached. We can just talk. I'm here for you in that. If you're like, Alicia, I need to do the three-month intuitive eating intensive, go to my website, www.nutritionwithalicia.com. Go to my website and fill out my application. It's a long application because I only want clients that are really ready for this work. And so take your time on filling that out and do some sifting. That will give me a great idea um, of where you're at so when I hop on the phone with you, we will be able to really pick up exactly where you are. I come in informed. So I don't have to ask you all about your history. I can already have an idea and ask you pointed questions that really see if you're a good fit for what I have to offer. So that's what I have to offer you right now. You can reach me in the DMs. You can apply to work with me on my website. Um, Again, you can find me at aliciabrown.rdn on Instagram. RDN is registered dietitian nutritionist, in case you didn't know that. Okay, this episode is far too long, but thank you for staying with me. Ditch. Any short-term fix or contract that you're making with yourself right now, potentially. And invite yourself to maybe take a minute today to close your eyes, settle yourself down, ground yourself, and find out what it might feel like to be a little bit more compassionate with yourself in the thoughts that you have and in the body that you live in today. Invite some softness, invite some compassion, maybe even try to see if you can invite more love into your relationships with food in your body today. I invite you into exploring what that might feel for you. All right, cool. Um, Lastly, rate, subscribe, share this episode um, on social media. Uh, Rate, subscribe, and share. I can't thank you enough. That's like the greatest gift to me for providing this value to you. I... Um, I'm so excited to be here with you at the kitchen table every Monday and Thursday. I hope you have a really, really marvelous Monday and we will connect soon. Have a great day. (laughs) 